Hey folks, you're listening to an episode of Cultural Lenses, a show about life from the perspective of an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East and is now living in Canada. Cultural Lenses is hosted by Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply as LR. LR is part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network fulfilling all of your gaming needs. CMQ has two shows, Casual Master Quest, a show about video games and everything else not related, and Casual Quest Masters, a Dungeons & Dragons show where LR has an affinity for Goliaths and Pseudo-Dragons. You can learn more about CMQ on Twitter at CMQ Network. LR is also a part of BARS, Becoming an Anti-Racist Society, a place where you can safely educate yourself about matters related to race and how we can better ourselves. Bars is hosted every Friday on twitch.tv slash she snaps at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The theme song of Cultural Lenses was made by good friends of LR, Revelries. You can find them on Spotify and also on Twitter at Revelries Music. And finally, to keep up with LR and all of what he does, make sure you follow him on Twitter at LRThe11th, on Instagram at lr 11 and on Twitch, where he occasionally streams at twitch.tv slash LR11. Enjoy the show. episode of Cultural Lenses. Uh, this is episode six. Um, and before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to thank everybody so far for staying tuned to this this journey and this project that I've been on for the last couple of weeks. And um, I hope you're all just as much excited for the future as I am, because I have a bunch of very cool, interesting and heavy things planned. Um, because I believe there's a lot that we need to educate ourselves on and I want to educate myself on them and also help you learn as I'm learning. Um, as weird as that might sound, but anyways, yes. Um, anybody who's reached out and said nice things and has taken the time to listen to an episode, I appreciate you very much. Today's episode is going to be about arranged marriages, uh, and specifically in relation to the uh, show Indian Matchmaking that came out on Netflix. So this is going to be arranged marriages from, um, from the uh, arranged marriages focused on India. Um, but before that, I just wanted to go into like just some of the basics of just a very, very, very vague history on the basics of arranged marriages. Um, and most people, you know, just generally across the world would know um, arranged marriages have been happening for a long time. And, um, you know, one of the 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 easiest examples or uh, maybe the most 
quote-unquote normal example would be uh, for politics. You know, you'd have uh, two kingdoms decide that they want to form an alliance or they want to ease tensions or, you know, treaties or whatever, or, or, or they want to prosper side by side or they want to join their kingdoms. And so they'd have, uh, you know, the... Uh, they, they'd get their children's ma- uh, their kids married, right? Daughter would marry one kingdom son or whatever. A uh, good example of this is Marie Antoinette, uh, who married uh, the French prince, who cr- French crown prince, who would later go on to be King Louis the Sixteenth. And then you have reasons such as poverty. Um, uh, you know, young girls' daughters are often seen as as heavy financial burdens, um, and also in you know impoverished areas where financial stability is almost non-existent and you know having too many mouths to feed uh, in comparison to the amount of work that they might be pulling in or the amount of money that they might be pulling in is not enough um they they opt to get their daughters married off uh so that their future is financially stable um but also to maintain uh you know th- this was also very common with uh, it kind of went hand in hand with uh, child marriage way back when uh as, as a way to secure uh the security and financial stability of of their their kids um and also to establish social ties and and put them in a better status quo because when we talk about arranged marriages in India what a lot of people did not or what the show didn't do um justice towards is highlighting the caste system um they they used a lot of uh, i think the term is code switching to to make the caste system sound nice in the show like they didn't you know they weren't specifically saying that we're looking for people of this caste we're looking for people from similar backgrounds or from a good family um which you know made me think of like it it didn't make me think of it while watching the show but like after i was like and also from reading an article full disclosure it was like well what the what what is what is <laughs> what do they mean by a good family um so before before we go into that because i I am going to be a little incoherent to some extent uh, because again that's what this show is this is just me ranting and if any of it makes sense um then i'm happy uh, that some of it was able to make sense and you you were able to learn something from it but let's talk about the match criteria for when um the arranged marriage process in india as uh, explained in the show there is um you know this arranged marriages are a it's 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 a union of the families to maintain societal uh status to to establish financial security to secure the future of the kids um but it is a decision that um used to be and still is for the most part based in the families agreeing with each other um removing the agency from the children themselves uh nowadays it's a little bit different but it still exists um 
in maybe in other forms, but there's still that pressure. And you can clearly see that in some of those episodes. So also um, a warning, if you haven't seen this show and you intend on it, there's going to be a few spoilers, I think. Um, but it is a reality TV show that shows the reality of arranged marriages. And it can be uncomfortable for some people who have been going through that process themselves um, or have no idea what it's like. So, um, so the families usually use, um, a matchmaker, um, uh, and, and a matchmaker, uh, obviously having a, a, some sort of reputation for being able to match the bio data of all these different applicants. And now the bio data is basically all the, it's like the cheat sheet of, of like your, your Tinder profile, except it's true. <laughs> like it has your degree, religion, age, height, weight, pictures, um, little description about yourself, some of your, you know, history or whatever, but it's, it's basically the, the analog version of a Tinder profile. And, uh, the matchmaker acts as like a middle, middle ground for like me taking in all these applicants and making sure that they match the right people and then setting up those appointments between the families and matchmakers now, um, as seen in the show operate globally. Um, you know, uh, they'll fly from uh, the States to India and then see if they can find families on both sides to make the meet and find kids on both sides to make the meet. Um, and so the matchmaking criteria boils down to religion, caste, profession, uh, horoscope, age, physical appearance. Each and every single one has such an unbelievable amount of weight and an equal amount of weight in the decisions that go into this when the parents sit down and the kids sit down and decide that this is what I want. Um, religion, obviously, and, and still holds true in India, the same religion marriages are very, very, very important. Um, I've, I've, I've heard of, um, you, you know, inter-religion, uh, cross-religion, cross, cross religion, I guess that's the term, cross-religion mar marriages still happen. You know, uh, Hindu, Muslim, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Christian. Um, but it's usually not without any sort of friction or any sort of like societal and familial repercussions because it just cannot happen. I cannot, I can't even... You know, I can't even go into details of why it's such a such a bad thing. But um, and I don't know if I'm well equipped or well informed enough to go into the details of why it's such a bad thing. But that is very important that the religions match. Um, caste is also very important because caste is essentially a societal hierarchical structure that is not tied to religion whatsoever it was used to establish dominance within certain groups um, and it still holds strong to this day in india um, and we will be doing a whole whole episode on caste later on so i'm not going to go too in depth here about caste but basically um you know uh think of it as a pyramid the higher you are on the pyramid, the better you are. And my family actually belongs to the caste that sits right at the top. Um, we are the, uh, we are Brahmin, uh, which are essentially the priests, you know, um, very similar in terms of like how it used to be in, uh, in, in the UK where, um, the, the, the church had all the power and the church has, you know, the king would listen to the church if the church was like, Hey, listen, you, you got to do this. King like, I, I guess, sir, go, going out and get it done. Uh, profession is also very important. They want to make sure that, you 
you know, and and the, the, there's some practicality in some of these things where I kind of understand where the family wants to make sure that the person that their child is marrying into, or, or like the person that their the person that their child is marrying, is financially secure, that they're able to provide and care for their child and also for any you know uh, kids that they might have. So the profession and status to some it's like it, it, it makes sense. Um, horoscope is um, uh, astro uh, astrology is very important here as well in uh, Indian matchmaking. Uh, I don't know if it if 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 astrology is important or has much of an impact in the uh, Muslim or Christian communities in India, but it is very important in the Hindu communities. I can tell you that much. Um, because they, they they want to make sure that the the star star charts align the birth um you, you know and i'm going to be butchering some of these terms and i want to make sure that um you know i'm not i'm not doing this on purpose i'm 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 just trying to give you as much information as as i know um because because it's still it's still valid i think the the little that i know in, in explaining some of these things um but star charts are very important they want to make sure that things align because uh that will give the astrologer and the family an idea of what the future is going to be like how their personalities might match up what kind of potential conflicts you know how um um profession and like kids and like it like it'll give them all all of that information age very important um you don't want you don't want uh, too big of an age gap, but you also potentially don't want to marry somebody who's too old, right? So there is a societal cutoff range for when you want to start getting married. Um, and then physical appearance is 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 so important in in India, it, and that show does a very good job of not pointing out but it was able to capture the colorism that still exists in india to this day the fairer you are the better you are and you i don't know who you are but you cannot argue that fact with me and i'm not talking about an individual basis i'm not going to sit here and generalize and say that everybody in india thinks that fair skin is better but by and large, that fair skin gets more attention and will get more money and will get more love and will get more attraction. You know, just like the moment the fairer you are, like all of these things will start coming for you. And which holds true for, um, you know, um, uh, fairer black people here in North America, right? The less they look black, the, the better they're treated. Um, and so when we when we come back to uh, the the show, uh, uh, so I'm I'm reading I'm reading an article here uh, on the Atlantic by Yashika Dutt, um, and she put out this article a few days ago. So if you're just typing literally Indian matchmaking uh, on Google, you'll find a lot of these articles that I'm kind of pulling um, information from, and and she she does. I'm first of all, I'm sorry. Let me. Yes. Okay. She is correct. Um, she does a very good job of breaking down the impact uh, of caste 
on the matchmaking process and also the lack of awareness that it brings to cast because it's just as important as much as people might might not think so um quote directly from the article marrying into the same cast of one's birth is not as indian matchmaking might suggest a benign choice akin to finding someone who matches your background or has similar values it is a practice that helps dominant cast folks preserve their power um there is a and i'm probably wrong about this but i also feel like i'm not um but there is uh, in the caste system right at the very bottom uh, a group of people who have been labeled as the untouchables and i can't remember who told me the story or when but it used to be the case that and this was long long ago and i don't doubt that people still hold on to this but if you were ever come in contact with an untouchable you would have to go bathe yourself in in a holy river um Caste, much like race, is an identity that you can't change, erase, or escape. Marriage, especially between dominant and untouchable caste, can pose a threat to that hierarchy. That explains why people in dominant caste often carry out brutal violence against their own family members who dare to marry outside their caste. Um, and this article talks about two cases where, um, a couple of weeks ago, three brothers from a dominant caste um, in India allegedly killed their sister for marrying a lower caste man and shot the husband in the stomach and last year a father reportedly doused his daughter and her untouchable husband in kerosene and lit them on fire to condemn their inter-caste marriage and now she uses a word here called dalit which is the which is the self-chosen identity for people formerly known as untouchables which is good because untouchables is such a fucking sad ugly word to label people as how does one even do that huh so it's it's so important to again like this is this is this really harkens you know it's is a callback to the whole political system or, or like how politics was such a were, were we or were reason that arranged marriages happen you know in in europe in european kingdoms um based on my example that is here it's it's not too much different they want to essentially maintain that bloodline or that 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 hierarchy that that position of dominance and so they're really only looking for people within that caste um but then they they use words such as similar backgrounds or good family and it's it's discriminatory i mean there's no way about it it's discriminatory at its basis but the fact that um intercaste marriages are not allowed um to the point of it's not society it's not allowed society-wide and to the point of where it, you know you have people killing other uh, it's I, I don't get it. And then and then let's let's go into let's go into the profession. Um people want obviously families want somebody for their child who is well off. Um they want them to be financially secure. And I remember watching the show and there was 
I can't I can't remember her name. There there was a lady who was 29 or something like that, you know, hardworking. She was a lawyer um, and very independent, very, you know, like she did good for herself. Um, and then, you know, the matchmaker, her name is Seema Tapadia. Uh, she she came, met them. She's like, all right, who are you looking for? What kind of person do you want? Uh, went through the whole rigmarole. And then she she bought it, bought a few matches. And she's like, I think this dude would be good for you. And I can't remember his name. I'd have to look him up. But he's, uh, you know, Indian American. Um, uh, he's a podcaster. He travels a lot. Um, he does a bunch of things. And, um, you know, he doesn't have a traditional job that you know like an asian indian family would would consider right uh, like he's an author he's wrote books he's a podcaster he doesn't have like he's not a doctor he's not an engineer he's not an architect um and uh she went out on the date she met him she's like it wasn't really it wasn't really like um it wasn't really a match for them but then they met they had fun whatever but i think it was before or after the mother of this lady was like why 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 are you matching me with the loser and i was like how could you what do you mean <laughs> you know um he's such a loser and that stuck with me because <laughs> come on guys that's me you know sure that dude's maybe you know 15 16 years older than i am but like that's me i'm a podcaster i don't have a traditional job i'm not gonna be making money by traditional means um, how could you reduce, reduce my identity to a loser just purely because of what I do for work? How I make my money should be almost uh, irrelevant unless, you know, you're like, I don't know, selling drugs. I, it was a bad example, but like, it's, it's insane. Um, and then the, I'm just going through all the aspects of the show that bothered me one by one. Then after that, you have the the physical appearance now super part of me understands yes why you'd want to be picky and find somebody who looks good for your child sure but i i don't know i think dark skin looks good <laughs> You know, um, and it's almost as if the moment somebody has darker skin, they're automatically qualified as not photogenic. Uh, there was a lady who has her own denim company on the show. I, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names and I, I can't remember her name. Just go watch the show, too, because it highlights some of these things quite well. There was a lady who has her own denim company who's very independent, very headstrong, living in India. And... Um, she's you know a little curvier she's not thin she's not fair um but she's she, she she's she's been labeled as ugly and i've i just don't i i it's you know or not photogenic is a nice way of putting it because i believe Seema uh does say that at some point um yeah it's uh, you know 
they they have to be fair they have to be tall they have to be good looking they have to be skinny um they have to be educated but they cannot be career oriented because when they're career oriented and the show does this quite a few times because Simo will take um the, the matchmaker will take the bio data to different families and she'll do she'll take the pictures to a face reader because a face reader will read the person's face and describe the person's face and say what their that person's probably going to be and read their personality from a picture of their face um and we'll say that they're too stubborn and that word stubborn has been used a lot with women who are independent you have to be tall fair good looking educated but you cannot be career oriented because who's going to take care of the kids there was there was a dude who's like i want somebody who is who i can get along with intellectually but they also need to be at home cook for me take care of the kids because i can't do that and and it's it's so it's so old <laughs> you know it's like even at this point even with the population of 1 billion people with as as smart as we can be and has as hard working as we can be that we're still holding on to some of these these very old ideas of of men doing the women a favor we are doing you and mind you this is me going on my rant now and this is just how it seems to me we are doing you a favor of marrying you we are providing for you so you don't have to do anything and you just have to sit at home and just chill out and provide for me which when i lay it out like that seems like a pretty decent fair transactional deal but then it really ends up being very controlling of that person's destiny and future and that future is is decided for them without without them being consulted because women don't need to do that they're just there to have kids and take care of the kids there was there was a few instances of where the show could work um or where the show highlighted how arranged marriages could potentially work in the future like i'm not going to knock on the system um that's led to you know that how 90% of people in india are still married and how most of those marriages are still you know going strong um in comparison to like love marriages uh, which is what here in north america you'd call a normal marriage um I think there is I think there is room for it to work. I can understand especially in uh, the same lady whose mom called that podcast for a loser. Um now I'm not I'm not going to delve into the or do like any kind of like psychological profiling. Let's just say that um you know, she's very successful. Uh she's a lawyer, she's busy constantly. Um and she was looking for somebody she was looking for a practical fit uh, she was taking uh, you know her mindset at least initially was a pragmatic approach to marriages it's like i know i need somebody i want somebody but i don't have the time and i and i want somebody who fits the, who fits my criteria 
right? I, I'm not necessarily looking for love or that spark. I just want to make sure that um, I find somebody and our union will be fruitful for both of us and for any potential kids that we have. So in, in, a, in a practical sense, in a pragmatic sense, I could see a reason for arranged marriages to work. I'm not going to, you know, I'm uh, like, I'm sitting here shitting on arranged marriages, but I'm shitting also mostly on um, the, the societal pressures that come from arranged marriages more so than the actual system, because I can see some merit in it. Um, and then, you know, uh, my mom and I love you. I, I, I'm not saying this in a bad way. has said to me, like, you know, I'll find somebody for you. Um, it's, it's, it's not the same that it used to be kids still have, uh, you have more control than ever. And, and, and it's true, but then that's not true for everybody. And the show again shows one kid, uh, one son, I can't remember his name either because I'm the worst and I haven't prepared, but his, his, his mother was putting so much pressure on this poor soul that he just was forced to get married. She would sit and complain and cry about how her blood pressure has been going up because he hasn't found somebody to marry. And he's like 28, 27. Um, the, the, you know, they'd fight. She complained. She, she, she was hospitalized according to her because he wasn't getting married. And, and so that pressure comes in from so many different avenues too. It comes not only from the parents, but it also comes from the parents' family and it comes from the parents, friends, society around them, because your, your life is, is, is planned or it should be planned in India. Like you have to go from, you know, yeah, you, you finish, you finish universities and you have your master's by 23, you have a job by 25, you know, paying well or whatever. Like you find a job immediately after graduation and by 28, 29, you're married. Your wife cannot be um, younger, you know, cannot be older. She has to be 23, 24, fair tall, slim, uh, well-educated, not career-oriented, same caste, same religion. Families have to like each other. That's more important than everything else. And Sima even says, uh, the matchmaker on the show, that it's a familial obligation for you to get married. And that's the kind of mindset that's problematic in India. Um, not the arranged marriages, not people wanting to do it for pragmatic reasons, not for the families wanting to... Uh, make sure that they like each other because especially in India, it is a union of the families more than anything else. But the fact that people say that it is all in the, you know, it is, it is the child's decision, but that is far from the truth in a lot of cases, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, it is far from the truth because there's so many different factors and pressures pushing you in different directions. I can kind of understand very slightly why you want to keep the marriages in the same religion, but I cannot understand the same caste because it is such an old archaic system designed to keep the top in power and to never let them drop for whatever fucking reason, despite the fact that anybody can do whatever they want right now. I, I, yeah. So going back to this article from the Atlantic, um, the, this is the ending paragraph. Indian matchmaking doesn't deserve criticism for holding up a mirror to the diaspora's uncomfortable realities. It deserves scrutiny because it promotes a practice that has enabled caste to live, breathe, and mutate over centuries. Indian matchmaking allows a few jagged edges to remain as it tries to assure skeptical viewers that ultimately, Indian arranged marriages aren't that bad. And that is the most chilling aspect of the show. The show's creator, Smriti Mandra, 
Um, she's an Oscar nominated filmmaker who directed a documentary about arranged marriage in 2017. Uh, she said that she welcomes critiques of her show. She wants to be held accountable. Push me so I can push you push too. Um, she said her biggest blind spot is her complicity in the normalization of Hindu upper caste culture as larger Indian culture. Many Indian Americans argue that it's unfair when works of pop culture expose the ugly underbelly of our societies for the rest of the world to witness. But it would be wrong to assume that these issues no longer exist or don't affect most people, especially Dalits such as myself, who sometimes spend our entire lives being wounded by these cultural minefields. That's another thing I failed to mention. Like all of the marriages that you saw were only by middle to upper class people. Well, obviously, being the theme of the show as well, I guess you can't get too miffed or upset about that. But it was showcasing um, the 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 middle upper middle class and up uh, side of like Indian matchmaking because I'm assuming you'd have to pay for her ticket to fly out to Houston or wherever else people were in New York um, because she traveled all over the well I say all over the world in that show but it was really just the United States and uh, India <coughs> excuse me um, yeah it, you know it the the biggest issue like watching that show i felt i felt like i was at home <laughs> you know it 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 really did make me feel comfortable um because that is a that is a that is a part of my reality it really is and then i see myself in one of those positions and i can only like it's cra it's crazy i'm 20 i'm 25 I took six years to graduate. Let's say, let's say four years from now, I become Canadian, right? Four years from now, I'm 29. Let's say I'm like in a, in a, and I'm only objectifying this purely for like putting myself in an arranged marriage position. Let's say I'm making $60,000 a year. You know, I'm 29. I have a Canadian passport. I'm dark. Um, but you know, I live in Canada. I would still get matches despite me being dark purely because I'm a dude. Um, and I live in Canada, which means that whoever's family marries into me, they have that road in now, especially if they're coming from India or whatever. I'm a Brahmin, so probably going to look for a cast in the top, in the top most, uh, you know, tippy top of that hierarchy. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I'm trying, I'm trying my best to not knock on arranged marriages. And my issue was never with arranged marriages in any of the conversations I've had with my mom where we've disagreed. It was more about the, um, the fact that you have no agency, despite people telling you that you still have agency or like, it's still your choice. It is still, and I've, I hear beautiful stories about how people say it is, you know, th they made the choice themselves and it was really on them, uh, for them to decide who they wanted to marry. And they met the families and they did everything themselves. Like I've heard beautiful stories, but there is still a considerable amount of arranged marriages where it's purely to maintain the status quo and to maintain societal ties and to cement and cement the foundation for you know for their child's future but without taking their child into consideration and how they feel about things um yeah i wanted i, I thank you for listening and, and and staying with my incoherent rant i just wanted to go on about that show as much as i love that show it highlighted a lot of the colorism and caste issues within india um you know like i 
I, I don't think that the amount of melanin that you have in your skin is ever an issue with how people look, uh, whether you're beautiful or ugly. Um, as much as physical attraction is important, that fades away very that fades away very quickly once you realize who the person is. So even if you're the most beautiful person on this planet, the moment you have a shitty personality, all of that fades almost instantly, just gone. Uh, but or you could be, you know, subjectively, I guess you could be the ugliest person on this planet. But the kinder your soul is, the more it shows from within, and like people notice that almost immediately. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, uh, the, the cultural and societal ties of, of what arranged marriage is still expected to be like and still tied into with uh, the families being so playing such a heavy part in the fact that people still see it as the uh, kids obligation to their parents to get married for them. I just, you know, but anyways, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you all. Have a good week. Stay safe. Wear a mask and uh, I'll catch you next week.